<clears throat> All right. That was Dr. Sid Williams. He is my hero. <clears throat> um, just like he had a story to tell, I'm going to tell you a story of how this man changed my life. So I graduated in 1989, and I was really, you know, filled with myself and excited to be a chiropractor, very into science and really downstead driven, and I was a very good adjuster. Uh, you know, I could move any ball anywhere, anytime. And everybody should look at me and say, gosh, you're really small, but man, you can have a really strong wallet. And I was proud of myself like that. And, um, but I, I was kind of too much in my head, like he was talking about. I was too much in my head, right? And the love part that he was talking about, I didn't quite get what that meant. I didn't quite get to separate the, the chiropractic business part of me with the love hand. I didn't put those, I didn't understand that difference. So <clears throat> for the first three years in my practice, I did okay. Uh, wasn't great, but I did okay. And uh, one day, I was doing some uh, ultrasound on uh, a patient because that's what I've done every week on her for no real reason. But uh, when I was an associate, uh, my associate doctor told me that the only way you should pay back your student loans is to use all kinds of machinery, and then when you pay that back, you know, your student loans, then you can get rid of all that stuff. So, you know, I had $100,000 in student loans, just like you guys have 200 grand. In 89, I had 100 grand, which is pretty much the same, you know, thing with inflation. And I just did what he said, because, you know, he was making a lot of money, and that's, that's how he got rid of his student loans. So I said, all right, well, I'll just do it either. So I was indiscriminately using physical therapy stuff, even though I didn't believe it, even though I was an asthma patient that didn't have asthma anymore, and I had pure straight chiropractic, but, you know, I was afraid of these fake student loans over my head and paying rent and, you know, all that stuff, so I just did what I could. Uh, and I didn't realize that you can't live an incongruent life. Right? You can't live an incongruent life. You can't live a life where you say that you're principled, but then you're not doing principled things. Not that physical therapy stuff is wrong. You know, if you're a physical, if you want to do physical therapy in your office, that's totally cool. But then, you know, be excited about it, right? And don't talk principle this and principle this, but then have physical therapy equipment that are totally contradictory to everything you're talking about. Or if you want to have physical therapy in your office, have someone else doing it. So that you're doing the chiropractic and someone else doing the physical therapy. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's not what was happening when I was, I was doing everything. <clears throat> so I'm doing this ultrasound on this one lady, Pat, and I've been doing that forever on her. She was one of my first patients, actually. And all of a sudden, as I'm doing this on Pat, she starts groaning and screaming in pain. And I'm going like this, and she's like, ah, ah. And I'm like, so I did the logical thing, which was I lifted up the ultrasound unit, and she's on the table bouncing up and down in pain, like writhing in pain. And I'm like, oh my God. And what am I thinking in my head? I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm seeing the Cape Verde record. You know, chiropractor kills patients. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, right? Uh, so, you know, she's wiggling on the table. And um, physics came to my rescue. You may have heard me say this before. Physics came to my rescue. I, I said, if heat caused this, what would stop it? Cold. So I had ice packs, right? So I pulled out the ice packs and put some ice packs on her back. 
And within three minutes, she was totally fine, walked out. And she stayed a patient. This is when I was in New Jersey. She stayed a patient. She was one of the last people I adjusted in New Jersey before I left. So just to show you what transpired, right? But I, she was the last patient of the day, of the morning at that moment. I walked out and went into my car and I cried my way home to lunch. And I said, that's it. I hate this. I can't do this. This is not what I'm trained to do. Everything I do doesn't work. I have no idea what's going to happen. I'm sick and tired of this. I want to quit. And my wife, um, Lisa, she was getting her PhD in psychology. She was home on break, you know, like a lunch break too. And I said, Lisa, I'm, Lisa, I'm done. I had it. I can't do this anymore. I want to quit. And she said, well, you know, what would you do? You know, what do you do now, right? What would, you, what would the next step be? And I was like, I don't know. I don't care. And she said, you know what? Let's try DE one more time. We had a couple of friends who were going to DE in their practices who were doing well. She says, let's go to DE one more time. I said, all right, you know, fine, fine, fine. You know, just, she calmed me down as she usually does. And, and I said, I'll try DE one more time. <clears throat> and I had been to DE before, but Dr. Sid, you know, being a Southerner and me being a Northerner, I really had a hard time understanding him. <laughs> and then he speaks sort of, he speaks sort of like in this weird kind of way anyway. So I'm really going to, I'm like, I don't know what this guy is saying. Um, but I spoke to a couple of my friends and they're like, just sit down and shut the hell up and open your heart and just listen from your heart, not from your ears, right, but from your heart. Okay, good advice. So I sat maybe about where Astrid is. I sat about there at the DE and he's going on about whatever. And, um, and then he says this one story. And uh, I'll never forget it. And um, it goes like this. He said, there was a garbage dump over here on uh, Cobb Parkway. And someone had the bright idea to uh, build a mall on top of the garbage dump. So what did they do? Did they take all the garbage, every ounce of that garbage that ever been put on that thing, and, and then build a mall on top of it? No, what did they do? Right, they flattened it. Right, they flattened the the... the garbage dump until it was a flat piece and then they built the mall of their dreams on top of the garbage. That's Cumberland Mall. It was a garbage dump. That's where a lot of these things, a lot of the stuff that you think is like this big piece of land, where did they get the big piece of land from? Well, it was probably a garbage dump or something before him, right? Right. So, that's why it smells a little bit, right? So, you know, so, so essentially what happened is they built the, the, what this guy, this guy had a dream, right? He said, I dream of building a mall. And he built the mall of his dreams on top of a garbage dump. They didn't take it out. They didn't spend 50 years trying to excavate it. They just went in there, flattened it, and built it on top of the garbage. And he turned and he looked at me and he pointed his finger at me and he said, boy, you can build a castle of your dreams on top of the garbage. Just like that. <clears throat> That's what he used to call everybody, boy. And I was like, and at that time, and you've heard me mention this before. At that time, I was thinking in my head, I'm a little guy from a little town. You know, my parents couldn't help me at all. They had no finances. So I was struggling, and I just thought my whole life I'd have to struggle like my parents did. And this is like the little thing, the little guy in the back of my head saying, you're never going to make it, and you're going to struggle, and your family, you know, never did anything, and you're the first person in your whole family to even graduate college, let alone become a doctor, all this noise in the back of my head, and I've been trying to figure out like that stuff for years, but I couldn't figure it out because it was just it was like this nagging voice in my head, right? And then Dr. Sid says to me, and I, I don't know if he really said it to me, but 
to me, he said to me, because he pointed at me, and he said, I could build a castle in my dreams on top of the garbage. I don't have to better it out, think about it, read books, go to therapy, do all the crap. He said, you just, just build the castle of your dreams on top of the garbage. Well, very, and a whole bunch of other things happened, but it was an amazing weekend, life-changing. I came in Monday morning, hired a kite, and I had no idea what I was going to do different, but I said, I'm going to do something different. And something big's going to happen, and I'm going to make it happen. And I'm going to follow what Dr. Sid said. And lo and behold, the first person that comes in to my practice on 8.30, which is kind of early, because usually I open at night, 8.30 on a, month, on a Monday morning, I was alone at the moment because my CEO hadn't shown up, was this young lady who was going to physical therapy school. And I looked at her, and I said, Kim, would you like some physical therapy equipment? And she looked at me, like you all look at me now, like, hmm? And I said, would you like some physical therapy equipment? And she said, what are you talking about? And I said, well, I have an ultrasound, and I have a diapose, and I have a TENS unit, and I have a hydrocolator, and I don't want them anymore. Do you want them? And she's like, sure. I said, okay, good. So I dumped out the water hydrocolator and gave her all the hydrocolator, all the little pads, and I gave her the ultrasound, and I gave her the TENS unit, and I gave her everything. I gave her, she had a trunk that was filled with stuff. And here's the crazy thing. I was leasing all of it. And I was, it was a five-year lease, and I was three and a half years into leasing this thing, and I still... I gave it to her, and I didn't even ask my wife. It's what the one and only thing without saying, "Hey, Lisa, do you mind if I do this?" I just did it, and I gladly paid for it. But this time, I paid for it to be out of my office, right? And in two months, I exploded. My practice went crazy. We a, a, a week or so later, we did a screening. We signed up 60 new patients, and from those 60 new patients, all their families came in, and my practice went kaboom and went crazy. And ever since then, that's been my pediatric path. All because Dr. Sid said, you can build a castle of your dreams on top of the garbage. And I suggest to you that you guys are filled with garbage. All of us. So it's, it's, it's no revelation, right? This is no news. We all got garbage. We all got baggage, right? We're all walking around with this kind of stuff like this. We all got stories, right? You and I can all tell stories about the way, way, way that we can have in our lives, right? All the stuff and the hardships and the blah, 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 blah. We all tell stories about the people in the back of our heads giving us crap all the time, telling us how we can't do it. And, we're a failure, and I'm not good enough, and I can't make that much money, and I'll never succeed, and all this noise is in your head. And I'm telling you to build a castle of your dreams on top of the garbage. And I'm telling you to start right now, right? You don't have to be in practice. Like, I was fortunate enough that Dr. Sid said that to me when I was in practice, so I could instantly make a change. You don't have to be in practice to do that. Just make a change. Just make a difference. Say, I, I am committing today, right? When he said dropping those keys, right? You saw him drop the keys. That was like a big thing that he's known for, dropping the keys. You know, he took out those keys and he said, you're going to build a practice and you're going to make it work just the same way that you take these keys out and they drop like this. No matter what the hell you do, every single time they drop, because that's what they do. That's the law. So he said, just go out there and follow the law. And the law is that if you do certain things and you work really hard and you, you understand that, that, that what people want is love, like he was talking about, that's the most important thing. Is, is the love aspect of what you're doing. If you can figure that out, then you can build a castle of your dreams on top of the garbage. So I suggest to you that even though there's a lot of garbage that we're all carrying around, right, all of us, I, I can talk pain, I can talk stuff, I can tell you horrible things, I can tell all kinds of negative stuff, but 
overarching thing is none of that amounts to hill of beans. When you're about to touch someone, they don't care. And what little wild last stories in your head, it don't make a difference to them. What they want is you to heal them. And if you aren't straight, then how can you get them straight? You know, if you can't, if you're saying, how can I possibly build a practice? How can I attract all these people? If that's the noise in your head, then you'll just fulfill your prophecy of you won't be able to build a practice. So you will carry out whatever noise is in your head. And that's what I was doing. I was carrying out the noise that was in my head. Blah, 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 blah. That was in all the time. I was listening to that noise, and I was letting that noise lead my life. And Dr. Sid said, you don't have to do that anymore. You can make a choice. Right? Dr. Stephen Covey talks about that there's a space between the stimulus and the response. Right? We're not talking a knee-jerk reaction. There's a space between the stimulus and the response. And your life is in that space. How you react to the noise in your head is in that space. Yeah, we got stuff. We all got stuff. Right now, we all got stuff. We can all sit down and let's just have a rap session about how we don't like this and don't like McCoy and don't like that and you know, ready for this and all this other stuff. You know what? If you really want to grow up, forget about McCoy being a big problem. It's not a problem. It's just 10 weeks. You only got seven more weeks left. Give me a break. Just give me a break. You guys are strong. You guys are powerful, right? He's just testing you. That's all. Just deal with it. Just deal with it. This is a rite of passage. You want to graduate? Tough noogies. You got to go through him. Just the way it is. Stop complaining, moaning, groaning, griping. It doesn't do any good. Just get the work done. Get through. Because you want to be a chiropractor. You want to be a chiropractor. That's your point. That's the whole reason why you're here. Whether you're going to be taking care of kids, or you're taking care of athletes, or taking care of geriatrics, or pregnant women, or whatever it is, it's going to be your little niche, or taking care of all of Iceland. <laughs> whatever that is. <laughs> whatever that is. That you're going to do, right? Build a castle of your dreams on top of the garbage. Right? Build it on top of the garbage. That nothing should stand in the way of your dreams. Especially yourself. Because the biggest obstacle to your dreams is between your own ears. Mm -hmm. And if you can get yourself out of your own way, then each and every one of you are absolutely, positively, 100% able to build the castle of your dreams. But just get out of your own way. All right? Cool.